You are listening to the Business RPG Podcast, a show where you can learn from successful nerds and find the tools that you need to grow your nerdy business or project. I'm your host, Sir Isaac, and I would like to extend an open invitation to you to be part of the community and to keep the conversation going. Find me on Instagram at businessrpg and send me a DM about what kind of teachers you are needing right now who is it that you would like to learn from what skills are you needing to be taught that relate to your nerdy business or project it actually relates to this week's topic but first i just wanted to touch base with you guys and let you know what to expect for the next couple weeks i am about to disappear and go to bible camp i will be gone for a couple weeks and I will not have technology. I will, I will not have all the different tools and things that, that I'm able to have to stay in touch with you guys and upload content. That's why I haven't been very active this week so far, or excuse me, this month so far. Um, just cause there's a lot going on. I'm getting ready to move. A lot of great things are happening and I'll be updating as soon as I'm able to get back into the swing of things. But the main thing right now is staying consistent with the podcast. So I wanted to update. Uh, upload another episode where it's just me and you guys just having a conversation. Uh, I I know I'm interrupting the D&D binge that we've been on for the past couple weeks and more more RPG content for nerdy businesses, nerdy projects is going to be coming your way. But I wanted to just sit down and talk about another pattern that I am seeing with the guests that I've had on, with the success I've had in my in my own personal life, the things that I think are important, and just get that out there to you guys to kind of munch on uh, in, in between shows right now while some of this transition is going on. So I decided that this week we need to talk about mentors. And, and let me just start by asking you this. Do you know the difference between a fake teacher and a real teacher? Do you surround yourself with and actively seek good mentors that can help you and, and develop you as a professional nerd? Who are your heroes and what good reasons do you have for them being your heroes besides the fact that you think that they are cool? What concrete details, attributes, what things draw you to them that you admire and want to replicate in your life? I'm I'm not talking about Instagram followers. I'm not talking about podcast downloads. I'm talking about what characteristics do you see in them that you need in your life? This week, I wanted to talk about my criteria for a good mentor. And the reason I'm wanting to bring this up is this is another key factor that I'm finding with a lot of the people I'm having on the show and something I'm trying to get them to talk more about. But the good mentors in their lives, if I can showcase for you the mentors that have helped these nerds be successful, that kind of gives you a template to go off of of what kind of mentors to look at in, in your field on your journey to success and, and in my field on my journey to success because, again, I'm, I'm the student of all of these great people that I'm able to get to come on the show. But real quick, full stop, I said this is my criteria for a good mentor. I'm not saying this is the only criteria for a good mentor. This is just the criteria that works for me, and I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this because I've had a lot of mentors in my life. I've, I've had a lot of great teachers that have helped me professionally, that have helped me personally, spiritually, mentally, all the other lees that you can throw in there that, that are relevant. But let's start with what is a mentor or who is a mentor? I think a simple definition is someone who can take you to the next step in your growth. 
There's an analogy that I like to use to describe anxiety uh, when it comes to starting a new project or or kind of the, the mental block people feel when they're wanting to take the next step on the road to success. Imagine that you're in a room of dark mist and there's only one way out forward. And the mist is around your feet. You don't see where the next step is. You don't know if it's higher. You don't know if it's lower. You don't know if it's rough or slippery terrain. For all you know, it's a hole. And in fact, that's that's what you've been bracing for this whole time before you take this next step, that you're going to fall very deep, very hard, very fast, and you're going to regret ever taking that step. Now, imagine just ahead and to the right of where you're about to step. You see someone standing there. And that is your mentor. They've already taken that step. They can direct you to where you're needing to go to take that step. You don't know what it looks like for you to be where they are at, but you do know what it looks like for them to be where they are at. And that gives you the confidence that you need to step out into the abyss and trust that you'll land on solid ground. That is just about the only thing that gets me to take that step is finding a mentor that is there to show me where I need to go. And this this illustrates my first criteria for a good mentor, someone who has already been there, where I am needing to go. And sometimes this person isn't one that you know personally. I'll, I'll just throw that out there now. You, you don't have to enter a formal agreement with someone that you look up to as, as far as you learning from them. But in a lot of cases, it does help if if you do at least have someone you can approach and ask questions of, because that's that's how you figure out where you need to go. When I when I started my reselling business, I had had very little experience when it came to reselling. Uh, I I I knew the general concept: buy low, sell high. These are the platforms you can use. But I spent hours just on YouTube researching what other resellers were doing. I started looking at the markets they were in. I started looking at the tutorials they had on how to start a store. I started looking at the the different tools, techniques of the trade, apps, different niches, different things to find. I started making lists of things that they were finding and selling successfully and regularly. And, and they were lists that I was able to rely on when I was first getting started. And that's generally what I'm talking about when it's seeing what success looks like in their life. Because I didn't know what it looked like for Isaac to be a semi-successful reseller. I knew what it looked like for them, though. And so when I started and I had my first sales, I, I, I had my first mistakes, I had my first customers that actually never paid me, which was something I took care of very, very quickly and never happened again, I went through all those things based off of what I had seen these other people do. And eventually I was able to network and to find other people I could talk to one-on-one and ask my questions. And that, that made me grow exponentially. You know, I, I wish I'd been able to do that from the start, but that leads me to my second criteria for a really good mentor is that they are someone who is already doing what it is that they are teaching. And this, this is kind of where, back where I was talking about a real teacher versus a fake teacher. In Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about there being real teachers and fake teachers. A real teacher is someone who is there 
actively doing what it is they're teaching you. They're showing you all the tips of the trade. They're, they're actually there talking in first person as far as in this situation, I did this. If you're going to be in that situation, you need to do this based off of what I did versus the kind of teachers that we actually have in a lot of our schools. People who have never done the things that they're teaching, they just have a textbook and know how to orate the book back to you. You know, in, in college, I had two main teachers my last year for my degree in psych. One of them was a practicing counselor who was dealing with clients of very extreme caliber of, of cases. And he, and he shared them. He, he, he shared cases where he had sat with people who were dying and, and helped them navigate that. He, c- cases where people were not able to communicate verbally because of how extreme the, the situation that they were in was and, and how he navigated that. Then I had another teacher who was purely there as a research professional. He had never really done much in, in practice. Everything that he talked about was theory, but the things that he had actually done just pertained to research and, and data development. And whenever he, that, that, that second teacher, was teaching something in the realm of actual practice or, or actual, you, you know, how, how you go about different things, he didn't have the real-world experience to back up what he was saying. And it, it showed that there were questions none of us could ask him. But you take that same teacher, and when you put me in those research classes that I had with him, he knew every answer. He knew exactly how to help you navigate whatever paper you were in. He had the skills and expertise and and the knowledge when it came to finding the obscure answers you need to back up your research or, or what, whatever went into it. And, and the same as vice versa for that other teacher, put him in a research situation. He's, he's going to know it, but he's not going to have practiced it at least not lately, but you put him in a clinical setting and he blows everyone else out of the water. Which teacher do you have for where you're trying to grow? Is it a real teacher or a fake teacher? And these are, these are just the kind of questions that you have to ask about who you're following. The third, and, and this, this brings me to the third criteria that I have, someone who can influence me, Isaac, in the ways that I'm needing to be influenced. You are the five people you surround yourself with. I, I've brought that up with some other guests in the, in the past. But the five people that are in your life the most often, the, the most influential, are the people you, you're going to become the average of those five people. If, if three of the two are extremely negative, then you're most likely going to be extremely negative. If, if they're extremely giving and encouraging people, then that's going to rub off on you as well. And, and the point is, you don't control those people. What you control is A, whether or not they influence you, and B, how much time you spend around them. This is where you become responsible in in the mentor-mentee relationship. You are accountable to the people that you hang out with. You are accountable to the information that you absorb and and the people that you seek out. And and the same goes for the, the people that you surround yourself with that are teachers. If you're taught by real teachers, you're going to learn 
real life experiences that are applicable and you'll be able to turn around and excel in those places. And I, I know I'm, I'm speaking in rather generic terms and I'm trying to cater this to everyone who's listening in the sense of I'm not all of you are going to be buying and selling Pokemon cards. Not all of you are going to become professional DMS because you don't want to be a professional DM, but whatever it is that you're pursuing a, a, a coffee company, uh, a streaming uh, on, on Twitch, uh, collecting, fill, fill in, fill in whatever the, the blank is for my nerdy professional niche is blank. You need to find mentors there and surround yourself with people who will support you there and make sure that they are the kind of people you are wanting to become. Otherwise you will not become the person you're wanting to become. And just a bonus thought or bonus criteria not all mentors will teach you to do what's right. Some will show you how not to do something. Some mentors out there, especially the real teachers, are there to teach you what mistakes not to make. They'll be able to show you the mistakes that they've made and, and how to avoid them needlessly. And also, you know, some people you can maybe even consider a mentor that aren't living the way that you're wanting to live, but the way that they live is a testament to the life you're not wanting to have teaching you exactly what the end result is of pursuing a really bad life or, or just a really bad attitude. I just recorded an interview with a guest that I've been wanting to have on the show for a very long time. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it because it's, it's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks, but he is another professional DM. And I was able to sit down and ask him, so what are some of the people who have influenced you and mentored you in this process? Because, you know, becoming a professional DM, that is no small feat. That is big. And it's also something that a lot of these people I'm seeing are doing from scratch because there's no template. No one's really taken it seriously, as well as a number of other things in this niche that I'm, I'm trying to change the narrative on because there are some amazing businesses here that people need to be taking seriously. There's some amazing things to be invested in and to be pursuing and, and markets that can just be blown wide open that just haven't been tapped into yet in the nerd niche. But he was able to find people through the interactions that he was having, through the things he was pursuing, and just finding those other professional DMs that kind of helped him along the way. He volunteered for things, he was always present, and he was always willing to learn and absorb that information. And I think that's the other side of being a good mentee. And so, just real quick, we can talk about some criteria when it comes to being a good student of a good mentor. And I, I would say the first one is is definitely being there to learn. I do not take for granted the time that my guests choose to spend with me. I try to be respectful. I try to not interrupt. I try to sit there and, and be mindful of the time that they've agreed to put aside. And also, you know, when we're, we're getting to that point of, okay, we're, we're about to pass that 45 minute or that hour mark that I originally said we were going to stop at. And they're like, well, I'm going to keep going if you want to. That's great. They're like, thank you. Let's stop. Then we stop right there. But I am there to learn. I am there to ask my questions that they're so graciously willing to let me ask and, and dive into that wealth of information that they have based off their experience that I just have not had the opportunity to have. And I definitely want to be a good student to them. Because 
I'm, I'm the one that they're being willing to help. I cannot take that for granted if I want to be successful. The second criteria I would have for being a good student of a good mentor is back to that five people rule. You are the five people that you surround yourself with. If you get the opportunity to be the student of a great mentor, you have officially been accepted as one of the people they are going to be influenced by. They're there to influence you, but you will still be influencing them just by your presence. Now, you might not be one of the five that, that are going to define who they are, but you will have an impact based off your attitude, based off your commitment, based off of whatever it is that, that makes you, you. So are you the kind of person that a good mentor would want to be around? Are you, are you the kind of person that teachers have enjoyed being around and, and having, or, or just, just people in general? If the answer to that is no, that is the first thing you need to start addressing. At least finding a mentor who will either put up with that, who will help you fix who it is that, that you act like, or just having the humility and, and the willingness to go forward in being a good student. And again, I, I know I'm using very generic terms and, and verbiage. I'm not using big words. It feels, this feels like a very surface level idea that I'm approaching, but again, I'm trying to make it as accommodating to all niches as I can. And also this, this rather is a generic topic. It's one that doesn't get talked about as much as maybe it should, but the concept of the mentor student relationship is very simple, but just cause it's simple doesn't mean that it's easy or that it's pursued as often as it should be. And for those who follow the show wanting to become successful nerds, this is what success looks like. Not not me as, as far as a host, but success looks like studying at the feet of excellent mentors. The other thing I would say when it comes to being a student for a good mentor, <laughs> there, there are a number of things, but being willing to take criticism where it's due. This is the hardest one for me. I have thin skin. I... I'm a perfectionist. I very much try to do things the right way the first time, to save time and to just be that A-plus student. Um, and that's, that's my fault. That's something I need that I, that I am accountable to and, and try to challenge as often as I can. But as someone who's there to learn, I have to understand that I am not perfect in this niche. I am not perfect in this field, in this area that I'm studying with this mentor in, and I have to take that criticism. If I quit, it's not going to bother the mentor. Feedback is, is not there to be personal, and it's not a personal attack. And if I choose to make it personal and choose to just walk away, that doesn't change anything for the mentor. They've already achieved their success. They aren't, they aren't there for emotional support. I do not have very much, if anything, to offer my mentors. They have everything to offer me. I am not entitled to their information. I can't really say that I've earned their information. I, I, I'm fortunate because I'm in a position to offer them a platform to get some exposure on and, and a way to develop their professional network and, and hopefully attract and retain more people for their audience. But guys, even if I wasn't doing the podcast, I, I was already reaching out to people and asking them my questions. Maybe, maybe not to this degree with a microphone and professional audio setup, but 
this is this is something I just decided to put in show form and and bring you guys along with me all who would like to and all who are who are willing but I am under no illusion that I have earned any of these guests to come on my show it has 100% been their willingness to come on their willingness to talk to me their willingness to stick around when they stick around, their willingness to cause it to go into a two- or three-part episode because they have that much information they're wanting to share. And so, guys, when I say that I'm thankful for them to be on, I am genuinely thankful for them to be on. And, guys, you you don't hear everything that happens in every episode. Let me... let me I'm wrapping up, but I wanted to preface this part by expressing you don't hear everything that happens in every episode sometimes there are just tidbits of knowledge that get left out because it just doesn't match with the rest of the show sometimes there are very profound and amazing things that they say and i i i just have to take it out because it it doesn't fit or or i need to move it around but also guys there are conversations that'll happen after i press the stop record button and we'll we'll just keep talking for a while and what I do is I ask each of my guests, guys, are you willing to take questions from my audience if they need to reach out to you and they're in this niche and they have questions? And every single time the answer has been yes. Even, even if I take that question I ask them out of the podcast episode, I leave in their social media, I leave it in the show notes, and I leave all that contact information because that is their gift to you. That's not their gift to me. That's their gift to you, the audience, to you, the people looking for those mentors, to reach out to them. So, I guess the fourth part, which which I didn't really think about this until now, the fourth part of being a good student is actually reaching out and taking the initiative to reach out to the person you need to be your mentor. Guys, if there's anyone on this show... Who is who has given you a nugget, or or you'd like to ask your questions of? I, I'm not saying would you formally become my mentor. That 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 might not fly. But if you were to reach out and say, "Hey, I am in this same niche, and I have this hurdle that I'm needing to get over. How did you navigate it?" Isaac, Isaac sent me, I, I, I found you on the business RPG. I really liked your interview. Please just give me your two cents on this topic. Guys, they're going to respond. They're going to say yes. They're, they're going to give you that information. They're going to connect with you. That's part of a criteria that I like to have for people on the show, but that's also not something that I will force on any of my guests to take your questions. The invitation that they have is open. So, so take advantage of that. Reach out, to the, reach out to the people that have been on the show that have really made a difference for you and just let them know that it's made a difference. Pass that positivity along or reach out and ask your question. Get, get that bump that you need to get to the next step in, in your journey to success. And I, at this point, I'm rambling. I realize that these, these solo episodes are, are a challenge for me not to ramble and to, to kind of stay on topic. But I wanted to emphasize this because mentorship may be the single most valuable part of my career in anything that I've done. From radio to my college 
experience to my my personal life to a number number of the things that I do that I just haven't shared with business RPG audience members having the right who really has been the biggest game changer for me and I think that that is something that is echoed with the people that I've had on and I I think that is something that is is worth sharing as a pattern that I've noticed but that's going to be it for this episode guys I really really hope that these solo episodes at least have some sort of value. I don't mean to make them about me. I mean to make them about the pattern that I'm seeing because this is just one big teaching experience for me and hopefully for, for anyone else who's, who's pursuing it. But guys, if you haven't yet, make sure that you are following the show so you do not miss future updates and future episodes. Next episode will be com- coming out a week from today, Monday, early early morning central time uh u.s central time and go ahead and just reach out again you can find me on instagram at business rpg send me a dm tell me what nerdy interests that you have and who you'd like to have on the show next we're going to be continuing our DD content next week very very excited for you guys to hear this next guest it's going to be great i also am uh, able to get the cast of another show that I work on on an interview and and we're going to talk there about another RPG uh, content thing coming up but in the meantime guys I hope that you are doing well and until next time I hope you enjoy enjoy